We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion. On today's show, I've been banned again. I've been fact-checked again by these idiots, these fact-checkers at Facebook, these 25-year-old snowflakes with nose rings and purple hair who think they know more than anyone else these ideological fascists. I'm going to tell you this story on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Well, it's happened again. I've shared stories with you in the past on how I have been censored from Facebook and Twitter and social media, how they've shadow banned me. I shared with you a couple months ago how one of my articles with the Washington Times started to go viral In fact, it was front and center on many of the news feeds across the nation for a split second. It was an article that I wrote on the most controversial thing of our day. Shame of shame, I wrote an article on natural immunity. And they shadow banned it. It was trending nationally on your news feeds. When you looked at your iPhone or your smartphone and the news feed of the day, my article was right up there at the top. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. I've shared that story with you with no explanation. It was just gone. It was just gone. They shadow banned it because they didn't want an article, any commentary, any communication out there that was contrary to the government approved narrative, the narrative of the woke. And because I spoke positively, scientifically, factually about natural immunity, they banned it. They took it down so that people couldn't read it, or at least not as many people would see it because it was no longer trending. Well, this past couple days, I've been censored again by Facebook. Now, they haven't taken me off or they haven't deplatformed me. At least if they've done so, they're doing it secretively. I don't know that I've been deplatformed, but I do know that my post was fact-checked. You've seen all of these notices. When you click on a story, you see the ubiquitous fact check from Facebook that says that the information in the post is false, that it's been fact checked, and the information is misleading. Well, this happened on a post that I did just a couple days ago, and it happened with regard to the article that I've already shared with you, the story that I've shared with you about forgiveness and how Christianity is different than other worldviews because Christianity is grounded in a message of forgiveness. Christianity is grounded in a message of grace. And this sets Christianity apart from other worldviews, other religious systems. Because I posted that, they fact-checked it. I'm not kidding. I'm going to share this story with you on today's Rebellion. I haven't responded to it publicly yet. You're the first ones to hear my response. (laughs) I haven't written. I may. 
write in the Washington Times, I may write a response to this idiocy. But today I'm going to share my knee-jerk reaction, my first, my first response to the fact-checkers at Facebook. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening today. Remember that if you would like to subscribe to The Rebellion, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. And remember that if you do so at $20 or more per month, that I will send you a free copy of my book, Why I'm a Liberal, quote-unquote, and Other Conservative Ideas. This is a book that obviously argues that conservatism is actually the stronger position for liberty and for freedom than for the progressive agenda of our time that ironically at least used to define itself as liberal. That's the nature of that book. I'll send you a free autographed copy if you subscribe to The Rebellion at patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. Subscribe at $20 or more per month, and I'll send you a free copy of that book. Thanks so much to all of you for supporting the rebellion and making it possible for us to do this. Today's story, fact checkers. These people are idiots. These people don't know what they're talking about, and it's time you understood that. It is time that you defended yourself against their tyranny. Um, It is tyranny. It It is fascism. And I'm going to explain one more time to you why. This is a bit of a repeat. It's an overlap with uh, rants that I've gone on before, but because this just hit me again, I just can't keep my mouth shut on this one. So here's what happened. I posted something on Facebook a couple days ago. Uh, The routine that I engage in weekly, my weekly routine, is to post my weekend column for the Washington Times on various different social media pages. I posted on Parler, I posted on WeMe, I posted on Gitter, I posted on Gab, I posted on Twitter, and I posted on various and numerous different Facebook pages. Why do I do this? Is because I make a bit of a living off of writing, okay? So this is part of my income. I don't make a lot of money, trust me, I don't make a lot of money. It just is barely enough to feed my horses. But I write for the Washington Times as a contributing columnist. So when somebody starts shadow banning me or fact checking me, or let's just call it what it is, censoring me, then it not only affects the reader because you can't read what I write any longer, you're blocked from doing so, or at least you're discouraged from doing so because they're putting the ubiquitous fact check. This is false information a stamp over the top of something that I post. Um, Hopefully, sidebar, when you see that stuff today, you're smart enough to know that you probably should read what they're fact-checking because their fact-checking is false as much as it is accurate. Now, I'm not saying every time they fact-check something that they're wrong. What I am saying is that they often are and that they have a political agenda They have an ideological bias, and they will not let you talk about something that they disagree with. They want to shut you down. That is a fact. 
If they want to fact check that one, then go ahead and do so because that is true, that's a fact, and it's been proven over and over again. The way they've handled COVID, for example, is terrible. They have blood on their hands. They're the ones who have not allowed the conversation, the open and robust debate in our culture, in our academy, in our country, in our courts, in our Congress to take place. They are shutting down the debate. And when you shut down the debate, what happens? The truth suffers. People don't hear the truth. And the way they've responded to COVID it, by shutting down any conversation as to the origin of the virus. You remember, don't you, five minutes ago, they told you that you couldn't talk about the fact that the virus originated in a Wuhan lab, lab in China. And the likelihood that this was the result of gain-of-function research in that lab and the likelihood that our own Dr. Anthony Fauci had a role to play in the funding of that gain-of-function. Oh, you can't talk about that. They fact-checked that. They banned that from social media. And if you dared to suggest that, then you were a science-denying, tinfoil-hat-wearing lunatic. That's what they were saying. And now, oh, now we're finding out that that was true all along, that indeed the virus did start there, that it was the result of research, and that it was either accidentally released or maybe intentionally released. We don't know, and we probably won't even be able to talk about that openly because they, whoever they are, are fact-checking you. And here's the frightening thing. They are a bunch of juvenile snowflakes that were at Berkeley and Brown just yesterday whining about their safe spaces and now they have jobs working for Facebook and other social media platforms where they're telling you that you've compromised their sense of safety and therefore you need to shut up, you need to sit down, you need to be silenced and you will be censored if you don't comply. That's what they're doing, and this is shameful. And now they're doing it not just on COVID and discussions of natural immunity or gain of function or the origin of the virus or whether it came from the Wuhan lab or not or what Dr. Anthony Fauci's role in this was. Now they're moving well beyond that, and they're doing it in areas of religion. Okay, they've fact-checked me. They're acting like they know more about the definition of Christianity and other religions than I do. Am I offended by this? Yes. I would be happy to go nose-to-nose in a debate with any of these purple-haired, nose-ring, tattooed fact-checkers at Facebook. I'd be happy to go nose-to-nose with them in a real debate where we talk about the definition of worldviews. I bring it on. Please, please call me and ask me to engage in a discussion, a conversation with you. A debate, if you want to call it that. I don't care. But just don't turn off my mic when I disagree with you. Don't silence me. Don't cancel me. Don't censor me. Don't throw my books on the fire, the bonfires of 1933 Germany. Please don't do that. Let people hear the debate and let them decide who knows more about what they're talking about here. Let them decide what's true and what's false. Let them do their own research. Let them question you and let them question me, Mr. Facebook fact checker. Oh, I'm just disgusted with this. So here's what happened. This last couple days, I think I did it two days ago, it doesn't matter, within the last 24, 48 hours, 
I posted my article. Again, what I do every week is I post these articles to the social media sites across my particular um, radar that are on my radar because I want people to read it. I want people to read my columns. Uh, That's why I share it on this show. It's why I write. Somebody asked me once, why do you write? Isn't it a lot of work to write weekly? Yes, it's a lot of work to write something weekly. Um, Because I want to do it well, and it takes time. It takes research. I want to craft my argument in a a tight way. Why? Because I've got something to say, and I want to say it well. That's why I write. I'm going to tell you that or say that to you one more time. Why do I write? Why do a lot of people write? Because I, we have something to say, and I want to do it well. And writing is one way to tighten your argument, your communication, and to do it well. That's why I write, and that's why I post my columns. I often use the column for at least one show throughout the course of the week, one one um, uh, one show of the rebellion. Uh, I often refer back to a column because I think I've done a decent job of crafting my argument in the column, so I use it as a platform off upon which to stand for commentary in this show. Anyway, back to the point. So I posted my weekly column for the Washington Times with the following quote, and I'm going to read the quote to you out of the column. I've already shared with you the premise of my column in a previous show. It's the, it's the column where I cover this interview with this reporter, reporter Bob from the Religious News Service, where he was incredulous when I suggested that forgiveness was something better than fomenting revenge and fomenting payback, and that there's the Christian way to respond to the racial conflict in, in, currently in our culture, or even the past racial conflict or injustices of the United States or any place else in the world, the Christian way to respond to this is to teach people to forgive. You should forgive yourself. That is your obligation as a believer in Christ is to forgive, not to seek revenge, not to seek payback. payback. It's repentance, not reparations. That's what I said to the reporter from the Religious News Service. Forgiveness. And he was incredulous. He couldn't believe that. I was actually suggesting that that's what the church should be teaching. And I'm incredulous that a reporter from the Religious News Service didn't get it. Thus, I wrote my article. You know it. I've given you that that argument. Well, here's a quote that I took out of the article to post on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, MeWe, Parler, etc., Okay, so I posted this. This is a quote from the article. Forgiveness is what sets Christianity apart from other religions. The gospel of God's unmerited grace is the antithesis of all opposing worldviews. It is the direct opposite of the relentless karma of Buddhism, for example, or the vengeful retribution of Islam. The message of Christ and his church stands in juxtaposition to the spite and resentment and demands for social justice that are fomented by critical race theory. Close quote. That's what I said. Now I'm going to read it to you one more time. Listen to me very carefully. You tell me what is inaccurate and false about that quote. Because they fact-checked it. You know that, that gray box that shows up? It, it says false information. This The same information was checked in another post by independent fact-checkers, and this is false information. 
I've got a screenshot of this. They can't deny it because you might go out and click on my article and you might not see that fact checking box. Well, I've got the screenshot. I've actually posted the screenshot of that fact check on my Facebook. And I've said, these guys are idiots. They're ideological fascists. They, They fact checked that statement. And if that isn't nuts, I don't know what is. They fact checked this statement. I'm going to read it to you again. Listen to what I'm saying right now. Forgiveness is what sets Christianity apart from other religions. The gospel of God's unmerited grace is the antithesis of all opposing worldviews. It is the direct opposite of the relentless karma of Buddhism, for example, or the vengeful retribution of Islam. The message of Christ and his church stands in juxtaposition to the spite, the resentment, and the demands for social justice that are being fomented by critical race theory. Close quote. And these people have the pugnacious, arrogant, self-righteous audacity to put the gray box of false information over the top of my post. What is wrong with that statement? I don't care whether you're a born-again Christian or not listening to me right now. If you've got eyes to see and ears to hear, if you can turn on the news, open up a newspaper, click on your iPhone or your iPad, or open up your laptop and read the news, you will see that what I just said is true. And by the way, Mr. Fact Checker at Facebook, what's your degree? What, what education do you have in religion, in worldviews, in apologetics? I, I'm just curious. What's your degree in? Is it a degree in philosophy? Is it a degree in world religions? Is it a degree in Christianity? Is it a degree in theology? Is it a degree in human development theory? What's your degree in? I'm just curious why you think you've got a better education than I do in terms of evaluating the truthfulness, the factual nature or lack thereof of the post that I just made, where I said forgiveness is what sets Christianity apart from other religions. You really think that that's false? Do you? Do you understand karma? I use the example that God's grace, his unmerited favor, his, his forgiveness that he grants to us because we can't earn anything. We don't get what we deserve. I've got a friend here in Bartlesville. You ask him how he's doing, and his standard response is better than I deserve. Now, that's a loaded statement, a loaded statement in a positive way. He says that because he's a Christian. He's a believer. He's born again. He's a follower of Christ. He's a member of the body of Christ, the church, the bride of Christ. And he knows that he's better than he deserves because he knows that he's a sinner. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. And that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That if you believe in your heart that Jesus is God and confess with your heart that That's the reality of who he is, that you shall be saved, that you must be born again. And you can be born again. You don't have to be too easily satisfied with being born that way. This is the core. This is the message of the gospel.
that you become a new creation in Christ. Behold, the old has died. Behold, the new has come. You've been transformed in Christ Jesus. Why? Because of his grace, his unmerited favor. You didn't earn anything. You're being treated better than you deserve. That's the message of Christianity. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the unmerited favor, the grace of God, is the antithesis of other opposing worldviews, such as what I call the relentless karma of Buddhism. That's a fact. Do you know what karma is, Mr. Fact Checker? Karma is the vicious cycle of getting what you deserve. That's karma. That's what Buddhism and Hinduism teaches, that karma is this relentless cycle of getting what you deserve, that you always are going to get what you deserve, Uh, that payback is a you fill in the blank. Okay, that's the message of karma. So how am I wrong in making that claim? What do you know, Mr. Fact Checker, that I don't know with regard to the gospel of God's grace as defined by Jesus and his apostles versus the reality that Buddhism believes in karma? And that's why reincarnation, you get what you deserve. You might be reincarnated as something pretty bad if you've lived a bad life, that this vicious cycle never ends, and that the only way to break out of it is to be better, be a better person? Well, none of us are good people. There is none righteous, no doubt, one. That's a very different message than Buddhist karma. And then I said, then the vengeful retribution, the ongoing cycle of vengeance that's part of Islam. Oh, that's not what Islam believes. This is probably what this fact checker is going to say. Really? Do you watch the news? Have you heard of ISIS? Have you watched the centuries-old conflict in the Middle East between one Muslim group and another, between Islam and other faiths? Oh, but the Quran has messages of forgiveness and peace. Have you heard of the doctrine of abrogation? Do you recognize that those peaceful verses existed early in Islam, but later on, as Muhammad gained power, that the more violent verses, the payback verses, the vengeful verses, they take precedence now. They've abrogated those earlier verses that were peaceful. Why were those verses peaceful at the front end? Because he didn't have power, and he wanted to live at peace with his enemies. But once Islam became the majority, then the vengeance started dripping from the sword. Why do you see story after story of Islamic retribution where they're cutting off people's heads, my land? And you're going to tell me that there's no vengeful cycle of retribution in Islam? What isn't true about what I just said? These people know nothing. They know nothing about anything that they disagree with. They know nothing. Well, I just disagree. You made me feel bad. I don't like what you said. You you implied that Christianity is superior to Buddhism and Islam. Yeah, I did. Because what sets Christianity apart from other religions is God's unmerited grace. You and I don't get what we deserve if we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and believe that he is the Son of God. Emmanuel, God with us, the Word made flesh and dwelling among us. Trust his language, trust his words, trust his message that 
Forgiveness is key. Not fomenting your self-righteousness, not looking outward and blaming everybody else for the problems of the world, recognizing that what G.K. Chesterton said when he was asked, what's wrong with the world? He responded with just a brief sentence, dear sirs, I am. Close quote, G.K. Chesterton. In other words, please stop, Facebook fact checkers, sitting on your high and mighty pedestal of self-righteousness and personal offense and your righteous indignation while you condemn everybody else who wants to argue that they're right and you're wrong. And you say, well, that's, that's a judgmental thing to say. The fact checkers just come unglued when somebody like me or you says, wait a second, I think you're wrong. I, I would argue that my position is right. It's supported by tradition and reason and experience and revelation. I believe that the historical position of the church of Christianity is a superior position than yours. Oh, you offended me. Your books, your words, your post needs to be shadow banned and your books need to be burned. That's the only solution to, to our current cultural conflict, is to silence those that want to write about natural immunity and the superiority of Christianity over religions of karma and retribution, which is what critical race theory is. That's my point in this article. Critical race theory, CRT, critical theory, is a religion. It's a new religion of superiority. It's a religion of payback. It's a religion of sacrifice. You must sacrifice on the altar of CRT. You must sacrifice yourself. You must sacrifice your privilege. You must bow in the streets, literally bow in the streets and confess your inferiority because of the color of your skin to other people, not to God, but to other people because they've elevated themselves as God. They are now your judge. They are now your jury. And you will submit and bow to them. And as I've told you over and over again, people, never bow the knee to the rage mob. Don't bow the knee to these people, these fact checkers, these neo-Marxists, these arrogant, purple-haired, nose-ring, tattooed 25-year-olds from Berkeley and Brown. Don't bow the knee to them because it's never good enough. When you bow the knee, they're going to have your head. That's proven over and over again in the daily news. They'll have your head if you bow the knee. And that's why I refuse to relent to their little gray box of false information, their fact-checking box, when I argue for the superiority of Christianity over other worldviews such as karma and vengeful retribution. Christianity is better than that because Christianity is grounded in forgiveness Forgiveness. That doesn't mean I have to agree with you. Some may say, well, you're not being very forgiving in the way you're talking right now. I can disagree. I can disagree and still not and still not demand that you get your karma or that you get your payback. That's not what I'm doing right now. I'm calling on these people to repent, to repent of their arrogance, like every Christian understands you need to do in order to become a new creation. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.